Welcome to the Sarcardosis Out from the Shadows podcast, our global storytelling platform. Thank you for tuning in and joining in on the journey. My name is Jacqueline, and I have stepped out of the shadows of sarcoidosis to highlight stories like mine from around the globe of fear, resilience, heartbreak, and hope. We will be pulling back the layers to talk about the challenges we face when there's a sudden impact with our health. It could be mental, spiritual, physical, or emotional. This season, we're highlighting how the heck did I get here? This week, we're highlighting Tanya's story. Hi, I'm Tanya Livingston. And we have a new friend also. Yes, that's my uh, sidekick, Ditto. Okay. Welcome to the Sarcoidosis Out from the Shadows podcast. I am so happy you're here today to share your story. Thank you for inviting me. You're welcome. So how the heck did you get here? You want to share with us your journey? Oh my goodness, where to start? Um, I went down to New York City after the towers fell and I volunteered through my job, which was the next cell. Um, and all I did was take dead batteries off of out of the phones and put new batteries in and gave them to the um, the crew members that were digging around in the rubble looking for bodies to recover or whoever was alive um, and February uh, the next February I would say I woke up with an excruciating headache running from the back of my head on both sides to the tip of my forehead out of my sleep and I knew something was wrong because I I used to get mark uh, migraines but this was something different so here goes I go to my doctor and um, we have a good rapport because I I like to take a comical approach to everything because it helps me deal with things much better and he's like, okay, well, you have to go to a specialist. And I know this one, and he'll help you. So I go to him, and he's like, I'm sorry, I can't help you. <laughs> but I know someone who can. So here I am. I live in New York, and I'm on my way up to Yale, New Haven. And um, first I see a neurologist, and he tests me, and he can't figure it out. So then I go to a pulmonologist. She's like, okay, we're, well, uh, we might as well get to know each other because we're going to be uh, having a relationship pretty much because she's going to test me and do all kinds of things. So um, she's like, well, can we do a spinal tap um, checking your fluids in your um, spine? That's one sure way to tell. I say, okay. So we're doing a spinal tap, nothing. But to go back a little ways, um, I was sent to a MS doctor who was pretty much 
concrete shore that I had in mess. Did the first spinal tap. I never got a response, so I guess I didn't have MS. She never come came back to me. Never, never followed up. So, um, so I'm at my second spinal tap at this point, and then there was no answers. So I was like, okay. I felt like I was walking around for three years without a diagnosis, waiting to die. Honestly. Um, because I would feel bad one day and then I feel okay. I feel swollen and then I wouldn't feel swollen. It was just some strange things that were happening. Come to find out, um, I had the sarcoidosis in my lungs, in my brain, in my eyes. Just It just started like bar hopping, I guess you could say. Um, and they couldn't catch it. So finally, um, a mediastinoscopy, which is a biopsy of the lung, lung tissue, was taken. And uh, that's how I was diagnosed. So one of the surgeons asked me if I ever sang. And I said, well, yes, but nothing professionally. He said, well, that's one of the reasons why it was so hard to diagnose me. Because I had good lungs. from the time you you were not feeling well up to the day they diagnosed you how long was that process i would say three years That's a long time. That's a very long time. Right. It's frustrating. And I, oh, I yeah. think a lot of people don't understand when you are going through these things, how difficult it can be even though you look so great from the outside. Outside. Yeah, mm -hmm. inside. And, you know, and we're trying to carry on each day or activities, you know, social, mm -hmm. just carrying on, but barely making it each day. Right. You know, do work, school, do whatever. Try to be a parent if you're a parent. Try to get yourself together to be in a relationship. You know, I, I was in a relationship at that time. And um, in the beginning, of course, things, uh, I'll be right by your side. I'll be right there, you know, no matter what, up and down. And then I was put on prednisone. <laughs> And that's when things started to change. I physically changed, which I didn't understand, you know, 
what was going on with me. No one had told me the side effects of prednisone. Then on top of that, they put me on methotrexate, which is a chemotherapy drug. And then my hair started coming out. And for black women in particularly, um, our crown of glory is our hair. Absolutely. So when that started happening, I became very upset. I became very angry at everyone and everything. Why is this happening to me? Why is there anyone else going going through what I'm going through right now? Um, and I became very angry and because also the prednisone messes with, well, with me my hormones so I was I was a little bat crazy and depressed I was depressed yes because I didn't know what was going on I can say that I was depressed a lot Mm -hmm. um And there's nobody there to explain it to you. But you look fine. But you look fine. So what is wrong with you? Absolutely. Get it together. Yes. Get it together. <laughs> yes. 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 I would go to sleep anywhere, especially in MRI machines because my brain was swollen. And my mother would say to me, I don't understand how you're able to sleep in an MRI machine. And I was, I, at the time, I didn't understand it either, but when your brain is swollen, you do weird things. And for me, long-term, it affected my memory. Mm-hmm. Um, and it affected a lot of things. I'm not the person who I was. I was athletic. I always traveled. I did not like staying at home. I don't care if it was winter, spring, summer, fall. I I was never home. Um, so now I'm a homebody. Um, as you hear my my side my um, side uh, sidekick beside me um, which I love he's my emotional support animal and also my little bestie mm-hmm. and it, it's just different and I'm also inside because of COVID but you know we could talk about that at another time I guess <laughs> that's a different chapter <laughs> <laughs> yes 
and um then i started getting people looking at me because i had a scar on my neck they don't know where the scar came from they don't know i was you know cut or or how i was cut or why so now i'm being looked at different Um, then my hair started growing back. Um, I started, I, I said I was not going to take any more, um, methotrexate because besides my hair falling out, I was getting these painful things in my hand. Don't know what it was. Still don't know what it was. I, I, and once I found out it was a chemotherapy drug, I said, absolutely not. I'm not doing this. Um, and I cannot be on a high dose of steroid anymore. Because, it, it, again, it messes with my hormones. And then also, too, I became a diabetic. And I said, I don't want to stick myself anymore. I got to lose the weight. So I lost the weight. It's easier when you're younger. <laughs> um, I moved to Florida lost it all then I came back to New York um, and I got stress which I kind of figured then my stress brings on flares and Then I was on medication again. And then I've been on a medication ever since 2016. And it happens all over again. The weight. Well, at least I still have hair. <laughs> this go around. I still have hair. I have my personality, um, my humor. And I'm taking it all in stride. And uh, now people can actually see that I'm sick because I had a surgery on my eye and because my eye was pulling, the eye muscle was pulling, um, so it made it look like I had a lazy eye. And I was like, oh no, I don't want to do that. So me, I go and I have this surgery and then next thing you know, now my eye is swollen. So it's, it's going to be always something. And I have accepted it, and it's, it is what it is. It's very hard to sit back and see yourself in a different spotlight from what you thought your life would be. Absolutely. Tanya, thank you for taking the time out of your schedule to share a part of your sarcoidosis story with us. It was a pleasure hanging out with you. As we continue on this journey, this story continues, the journey continues. 
I can't wait for part two. I know it will be just as enlightening. How the heck did I get here? Don't forget to like, subscribe, share the link. And if you do have a story to tell, get in touch. We want to highlight your story. Your journey is our story. Your story is our journey. Bye for now. Sarcardosis Out from the Shadows podcast was brought to you by Jack is Tea.